Helmholtz. Recorded live. Unmuted. Muted. All right, so right now we have the call in the talk sheet. Now we'll, now we'll add, add some more to the show so we'll and talk to you. But now we're going to go ahead and get to ESPN. See what David talked about. This is Brandon Madness Sports Show. I'm your host, so automatic charismatic. Okay. Yards, at least my feet. 
I'm just looking at this and I'm saying, what the hell is happening? You audible at the five-yard line, end up losing control. You fumble the football. You lose control. You're throwing interceptions. You're overthrowing. You're underthrowing. More importantly, I'm watching the Dallas Cowboys. They sent four guys after him. Then they sent three guys after him. They barely blitzed. They weren't even getting pressure half the time. They just threw seven or eight guys in coverage, and he's standing back in the pocket with all the time to throw call his fiance, call the family. How y'all doing? This is what I want for dinner before he can even throw a pass. Had all of this time and was still missing. Yeah. I don't understand what I'm seeing. Max Donovan, help me well, out here because I'm struggling. That, I'm struggling that's right now. what you were seeing. What happened to, to Aaron Rodgers was the Cowboys. This last week was the Cowboys. The week before it was the Giants because they kind of had similar game plans. From what I saw, Donovan, yeah. they intentionally weren't bringing pressure. He's better under pressure. This is what the Broncos did to Cam in the Super Bowl last year. When you have a mobile quarterback, if you can contain him and take that part of his game away and turn him into a pure pocket passer, it's not that he can't do that. It's just that's just part of what he does. You're turning him into a lesser version of himself. Now, I asked Ben Alomar, our, our uh, head of, he heads up our analytics department, because I was thinking, is there anything underneath him? There you go with the analytics. We say researcher, but you went to analytics. Excuse me, you know Columbia, MIT. I don't want to hear about those statistics. You mean the record of events? You don't want to hear about what happened? No, we don't. We usually don't. Not a record. Aaron Rodgers is fifth overall in adjusted QBR this year. A lot of now listen. Clearly, the eyeballs tell you. He's playing worse. Right. But also, the yards after catch, Packers used to lead the league. Now they're middle of the pack. That affects things. Even the fumble, that's – and it's right to ask, there's something going on at home, right? Because I, I used to wonder the same thing about Philip Rivers went through a rough stretch for a year or two. That can also be explained by natural variance in performance. No one is the same guy every single right. time. Right. Donovan, it seems to me – He's not quite the same, but I think reports of his demise have been exaggerated. One thing that we all have to understand is there are times when you get older in this league and your game kind of goes down. There are things that you have to change. And, and what they're not helping him right now with this offense is they're not running the football. Eddie Lacy has been banged up. It seems like James Starks is always hurt leading up until toward the end of the season. So you need to help this young man out. It seems to me when you watch him as well, he's overly extending plays. He's missing wide-open receivers, and then he's trying to throw it to him late. He missed Rodgers on a crosser route, threw it behind him. He also missed Jordy Nelson a couple times. Randall Cobb overthrew him, but he thought it was going to be an extra play because he got him to jump offside, or, you know, he'll catch him going off on the sideline. The thing about this Green Bay offense, and it's been that way pretty much since they won the Super Bowl, they're inconsistent. We rely so much on Aaron Rodgers because of his ability to throw outside the pocket, also in the pocket, but their defensive, defensive secondary is banged up right now. A lot of injuries in the secondary, so a lot of teams are throwing the ball on them and creating explosive plays. Yeah, they're number one versus the run, but they're not stopping the pass. So what does that do? Now that puts a lot of pressure on the offense to create that explosive play downfield, which he just hasn't been on time with a lot of his receivers. Let me ask you this question, Donovan, because I'm thinking I'm looking at Eddie Lacy's numbers because you brought him up. He's averaging 5.1 yards per carry, but he's only rushing 17 times today, 11, get, 11 rushes right. for, uh, against the, uh, against the uh, New York Giants. I'm just looking at him here. He hasn't run the ball for more than right. 17 times in a game. That doesn't make sense to me, and especially here's, here's a question I have for you. 
I'm trying to decipher why they're not running the ball when it's clear Jordy Nelson is not himself. Right. And you guys know the teams, you know, particularly with Ben McAdoo because he was a Mike McCarthy protege and what have you, very familiar with Green Bay, very familiar with Aaron Rodgers. And when you saw what the Giants did, because he's their head coach, and you saw what they employed last week against Green Bay, even though Green Bay won that game, Clearly, Dallas wanted to emulate that, and they were wise to do so. Why is Mike McCarthy not running the football more, considering the fact that you're not getting what you used to get from those receivers? Well, I mentioned that. Remember, James Starks, he's barely carrying the football as well because right. he's usually banged up. Eddie Lacy went out with an ankle injury last night. So now who do you go to? You go to Montgomery, a wide receiver, and bring him in the backfield, which ended up being the leading wide receiver yep. for the football team yesterday. They're just not consistent in all phases of the game. If it's play action, if it's running the football or drop back, has. And when I look at Aaron Rodgers, to me, looking in his eyes during the game, you can tell he's thinking about something. If it's a turnover, if he's missing a receiver. You know, most quarterbacks have short-term memory where if they throw an incompletion or, or throw an interception, hey, sh- we're going to the next play. It seems like he's harping on the past plays. And so now what that leads to, that offensive line now is looking at Aaron like, hey, we need you. We need you to step up and be Aaron Rodgers, and he's, and he's not doing it. And he's not, and he's not doing it. There's another way to look at even getting stripped of the football in the red zone. Like five when it rains, it things is bad. Yeah, exactly. But you could look at it another way. If he doesn't lose the ball there, that's not a quarterback making a bad throw. He gets stripped. It can happen to right. anybody. If right. he doesn't lose the ball there, it's probably a one-score game at that point. Third quarter, maybe the Packers go on to win. It's like a little bad luck at the wrong moment to right. make it look a lot worse than exactly. it is. Let me say this to you, Max. I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers' numbers right now. This is his five games. This is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about here. Completing 58% of his passes in game one, 55 in game two, 62 in game three, 51 in game four against the Giants, 73% yesterday. I'm looking at him from a completion percentage. He's completed 60% of his passes on the season. That is incredibly alarming because the accuracy is what we – this is why I called him the bad man it is. In the pocket, scrambling outside the pocket to his left or his right, somehow, somewhere. And I, I guess I'm allergic to giving the Dallas Cowboys credit. I just can't be, I just can't. I, I can't You're not the only one. I, I am allergic, and you better be because yeah, I was trying to be ready to ban you from the And, and, and he's bringing up the Giants over here, too, right. which is another problem. Oh, we're bringing up the Giants. Don't worry about that. I, I, go ahead, man. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. You know, if Trump would have been hurt in that game, he would have had you. The Giants would have gone down. Okay, anyway, go ahead. But this is what I will say. I will say about Aaron, when you get older, you rely on your arm a lot. And remember, he's been very successful with his arm strength and being able to put balls in different places. When your when your fundamentals in the pocket begin to go away, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden your accuracy goes down. Gotcha. I mean, I know that you may get upset when I bring this up because you have an issue with him, but Brett Favre talked about it last night during the game. Mm-hmm. And he basically talked about during the course of your career, you'll go through ups and downs. And this right now is a time where Aaron is going down, and he's got to find a way to get himself That's right. back It's up. been happening for about a year and a half now. Yeah. About a year and a half now. Speaking of that point and his numbers being alarming, I, I have a little question, trivia question for you guys here. Here's a pair of quarterbacks since week 8 of 2015 with almost identical numbers. Take a look. I want you guys to guess who quarterback one is and who quarterback two is before we move on to our next topic. All right. What do you mean? Quarterback okay, looks right here. Exact same statistics. You see right there. Blind resume. Is Aaron Rodgers? Is Brett? Are you going to tell me Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. J
Wow. Oh. I will leave you with that, my friend. So these are Speaking of quarterbacks, <laughs> you want to move on with the quickness. Donovan, you had a bold suggestion for the Cowboys. So I want to play some sound what you said on the McNabb and Custer show. You can check that out Sunday night on ESPN Radio. Take a listen. Do you think about not only trading, possible trading Romo at the end of the year, but also Dash Bryant? Because think about it. You, you don't have... You don't have the the problems of of having to answer questions all the time about is Dez did he make it to meetings on time? Uh, you know, is he complaining about the ball? Are you know are you worried about not getting Dez the ball a lot? Are you calling plays for Dez? You know, why isn't he as productive as he was with Tony? You have a young team right now that you can build around your running back, around your quarterback, in which exciting things are happening for this football team right now. Donovan, strong words there. So you think should the team trade Dez and Romo? Well, I think it's a single point. Just talk, talk about Tony Romo. This is a single point. He hasn't been healthy over the last four or five seasons. And the back injury is a problem. The shoulder injury is a problem. Now you have a young guy that can play from the pocket as well as outside the pocket, and his leadership skills stand alone. And I love what I'm seeing from Ezekiel Elliott. The offensive line is stable. Terrence Williams all of a sudden is looking like a solid receiver. you got Butler catching passes. Jason Witten is being a big key for them. But the thing about when you have a young quarterback, he, he always has something to fall back on, a security blanket. He has Jason Witten, but he also has Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is a guy who didn't even think he would want to play football anymore. They allowed him time away to get his mind back together, and he came back and looked what he's been doing. So this is the thing about Tony Romo. Tony Romo, you know what he's capable of doing, but he hasn't been successful over the last five to seven years to take you where you need to go. And then Dan Bryant, how do you miss treatment and how do you miss a meeting with a doctor to find out what's really going on with you because you're afraid of hearing bad news? Why is it that all of a sudden we're hearing that you missed 40, 40, 40 times in meetings in, or, or coming to the facility when everyone is expected? When things begin to get leaked out, that means there are a lot of thoughts going on right now upstairs in management, meaning... If they decide to trade you, this is why we're trading them. But you already have a young nucleus. You have a team that everybody seems to rally behind Dak Prescott. And that's what football is all about. Football is about chemistry. Football is about timing. Football is about what can you do to help us win. And at this particular point, if they trade Romo and get some good picks, if they trade Dez and get a solid wide receiver, young wide receiver, that they can continue to build that three-headed monster that we see Troy Aikman be successful with, you might be able to have it with Dak Prescott. Donovan McNair, you go back a long way. Mm-hmm. You know when I think you're insane, I tell you. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you that now. Because because I, I know you like that. But the dance. That's the dance. That's the dance. That's the That's the That's the But the brother can play. I'm allergic to dudes that can't play. You know that. Well, listen. I'm not, you know me, you and I have debated that, this. That's why I think distraction the distraction is not something that I always place that big of a deal on. You're right in terms of your critique of this. You weren't wrong about anything that you said. My point is this. Athletes are hard to find. Stars are hard to find. You know that better than anybody. So if you've got a start like this, by the way, that guy that was Des Bryant that was a bit problematic, that's usually when the Dallas Cowboys are losing. When the Dallas Cowboys are winning and they're in a position right now, they have never been in the career of Des Bryant or in recent memory for the Dallas Cowboys in terms of having two young studs and a Dak Prescott and a Ezekiel Elliott. You're talking about moving Des? Please. Romo yet after this season is over. Yes, no problem with that. Yeah. No problem with that after this season. Right, but, after this season. But, but, but Des? 
Yeah. Listen, I'm not letting go of Dez. No way. Well, see, this is the no thing why I say Dez, because right now, Dez hasn't been out there in the last couple of weeks. and they've been very successful this season. We haven't, had any, we haven't had any drama with if Dez coming back to the show. Okay, see, yeah, but when you have, when you have a, a, a nucleus, a core nucleus of veterans, yeah, you can handle the drama. But they have a young team. The team that they have, they, they haven't seen Tony Romo do great things besides what he did the MVP type season where they end up losing to Green Bay. But they haven't seen over the period of time what Tony and Tony has been able to do. With Dez Bryant, yeah, he's in the locker room. He's probably the energetic guy getting everybody pumped up. Guys are following him. But yet still, Dez hasn't been out there to help them out in the football field. I can't field. listen to this foolishness anymore from the two of you. It's a matter of time before Odell blows up over there. Oh. First of all, Donovan McNabb, you and I go back a long way mm-hmm. in terms of me cursing your name as I watch you on television. You're not the first or the last. Um, I hate what you used to do to my Giants. <laughs> but you're, you're both so wrong about this. First, let's take one at a time. Tony Romo. The Dallas Cowboys had a problem. They didn't have a backup quarterback. It cost them their season last year. Because I felt going into the year, they were Super Bowl contenders if the defense could do what they're doing now, bend but don't break, right. given that offensive line and all the skills positions. But, hey, can maybe a backup quarterback tread water, just keep your head above, above you water? A backup quarterback until he's 40? Above, just keep your head above water until Romo gets back? The answer was no, because they didn't have one. They draft back. They thought maybe they had one. Now, the answer is, the solution is, they have a backup quarterback. It's just not the guy you thought it was. Right. The backup is Romo. Why do you have to keep him as the backup? First of all, imagine what the Steelers would do right now if they had Tony Romo on the bench, how happy they'd be. Okay. Secondly, you can't get any draft picks for Romo. You, he can't be a starter for another team because his health is unreliable mm-hmm. given his back injury and age. But he's excellent when healthy. You know what that is? That's an overpaid but excellent backup quarterback. Don't get it bent. Don't get it twisted because he's the star name and he's got the contract. He's the solution on the bench for the Cowboys. Why would you then trade him and create the problem you just had? Well, it seems that Bill Belichick was smart enough to do something with Drew Bledsoe when he went with the guy no one expected to be the backup quarterback in Tom Brady. And look what that's done for them. Not saying that could happen with Dak Prescott, but this particular point, you've got to step out. Jason Garrett's going to have to step out and show us the man he is. I don't need to hear Jerry Jones telling us what the next step is. I need J- Jason Garrett to step out and right. say, you know what, we're going forward, Dak Prescott. We, you and I, owe our national television audience an opportunity to have this conversation, getting back to the distractions. Mm-hmm. Because you once had a teammate named Terrell Owens, yep. who clearly was a distraction. Mm-hmm. My argument, however, was he's the best receiver you ever had. Outside of Brian Westbrook, who you used to utilize in so many ways. Running back. You know, you're running back, but I'm just saying, you know, you know, he used to catch a lot of passes for you, too. What I'm saying to you is this. A distraction may be one thing, but at the same time, if it elevates your stature as a franchise, with, as a team, because of the multitude of weapons you have, does that not supersede it? Does that not supersede the distraction? For the time being. Yeah. For a long term, for long term for a quarterback, it's going to become a problem because you know, just like I do, right. what it does to the locker room. Yes, I do. I mean, right now, it's nice in, in New York. 
Okay. For the Giants, but it's going to split up the locker room with Odell and Eli. But can't you wait? I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have been waiting for 15 years. They've been waiting for 22 years. You want to wait five years and they don't make the playoffs and then we talk about what maybe they should No, no, no. I'm talking about if you're Dallas and you're flowing right now and you're flowing in this direction for the first time in Lord knows how long and you're looking at a level of consistency that could potentially kick in to your benefit, why disrupt that? Because you're worried about how he's going to act. Well, I didn't say trade him right now. Okay. I said wait till the end of the year. So this now gives Dez a chance to get back out on the football field and show him. You're wrong about do. you're wrong about Romo because you can't get anything for him and because he can back up a QB. I'm not sure you can get out there. 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 No, because the Bears, who are looking to turn the page at quarterback, aren't a guy to bring in an injury-prone guy at $20 million a year. The, the job of the GM in the NFL is just price talent. And if you can't rely on a guy to be there all year, you're not going to have a 35-year-old plus guy with a back and money for a year. You're stuck on this Tony Romo. You said Tony Romo is a regular. Brian, 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 Incorrect. There are two things. One, Romo should stay on the bench as the backup. You can't trade him. Two, you got to trade Dez because you're going to get a lot for him. Dez is the trade value. But why trade him if he can be the stud for you who produces for you, who gives you an additional weapon with that pressure? Let's keep that. Hold on. Let's keep, hold on, y'all. Let's keep this in mind. I mean, I, I see it. You see it. That's right. Well, listen. I don't. Here's the deal. When it went out Prescott, that Prescott. The Dallas Cowboys have the number two rushing attack in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they have, they have a, a top five rating quarterback in QB rating QB rating, yes. But their passing attack isn't considered to be ultra-formidable. Run thorn in between the number two, a Beasley, a, a, a Jason Witten. I'm just saying, having Dez outside the numbers, come on now. I mean, who are y'all talking about here? Hey, Dez, what's that for a nice touchdown outside the numbers? Hey, that dead clock is right twice a day, man. Hey, come on, man. is good on any team, including the Cowboys. But if you can win with Adam and you have a young nucleus and no problems, and, and Donovan's right, they're distractions, they're starting to get leaked into the press, okay. and you can get something good for Dez, trade him. Can't get anything for Romo, keep him on the
Thank you, bro. Never thought that once. Always dreamed of a family and feel and, and family feel, and we have it. Skip is not a real cowboy fan. Hashtag bandwagon. A few hours later, Des tweeted Skip again, showing a tweet from 2009 where Skip said, "I am not a Cowboys fan," and Des says, "Slow down, brother. I said it because you said it." Finally, Des tweeted, "For the record, none of the bad media really bothers me. I like to be real, and also, I'm a human who just loves life with a passion." Skip, what's your reaction to Des? I have two big reactions, so you're gonna have to give me just a moment Take to time, express bro. myself. I believe what I said on yesterday's show stung Des Bryant, maybe even hit a nerve. At least I hope it hit a nerve. And it compelled him to lash back at me and make it personal, make it about me instead of about Des. That disappointed me. But I'm going to reiterate what I said yesterday. In 2014, you could not have found a bigger Des Bryant fan than this guy sitting in this chair. On my old show... Repeatedly through 2014, I threw up the X on Cowboy Monday after Cowboy Monday. He was my favorite cowboy that year. But we all know in the opener this year, he dropped a touchdown pass in a game that wound up 20 to 19 Giants at Jerry World. And then came the ESPN report that Des Bryant had missed up to 40 meetings in his career been late to them or missed them or, or missed injury treatments. And obviously, after he hurt his knee, he went AWOL for, what, about three days? And they couldn't find him, didn't hear from him. And I was very disappointed by that because, obviously, Des Bryant had been spoiled, rotten, and allowed to get away with this for years on end by his owner, Jerry Jones. So I thought it was the greatest thing that could have happened to Des Bryant that the Cowboys went to San Francisco and won without him and came home and beat Cincinnati without him. And they showed Des, I hoped, that the new Cowboys don't have to revolve around the old Des Bryant. The new Cowboys need a new Des Bryant, one who's recommitted to showing up on time for meetings, as Shannon Sharp always showed up in time for, and recommitting to the whole process of being about team instead of about Des. And I'm hoping that, that Des could sort of wise up, shape up, grow up, and see what was happening without him and want to be part of what could happen even to a greater extent with him. So Des Bryant lashed back at me yesterday questioning my cowboy fandom, whether I'm a bandwagon fan, which is actually irrelevant to this whole topic, but I'm going to address it. Obviously, as I've told you repeatedly, I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan. I was in Oklahoma City, which is Dallas Cowboy country. It's the only pro team in that region. So everybody in Oklahoma City grows up, for, for, for the most part, a Cowboy fan. And I talked my parents into taking me to the first, my first Cowboy game in the Cotton Bowl in 1961 on November 5th. The St. Louis Cardinals, they were then St. Louis, mm-hmm. went into the Cotton Bowl and beat what was still an expansion team with Eddie LeBaron at quarterback, 31-17, to 17, and I was hooked. And on my old show for the last 12 years, I repeatedly talked about my cowboy fandom. But I also always underscored it with the fact that I'm an objective cowboy fan. Maybe that's an oxymoron to most people that objective and fan don't go in the same phrase together. Especially with cowboys. Well, that's true. (laughs) But I can be harshly objective, maybe over-objective at times. You haven't seen it yet because we haven't had that moment yet. Maybe we'll have it next Monday. I don't know. But I tend to 
overreact emotionally one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Way to go or how dare you. And there was a period, as everybody knew from the TV show, over three years, where I made it very clear I'm no longer driving the bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon. This was during a period on Twitter back in 09, seven years ago, when I was still making the mistake that I believe too many people on air make of reading the reactions you get on Twitter and responding to the reactions. So in the context of that tweet, I was saying I'm not a fan of this Cowboy team. I had made that abundantly clear on television and in 140 characters. That fact is lost in that tweet, Mm -hmm. though I appreciate whoever dredged up. I, I get all that. But the point was, remember, the three previous years to that, Jerry Jones had the audacity to go out and get the one player I despised. You know how I felt about team obliterator, Terrell Owens, and I felt like he had wrecked the Dallas Cowboys. I was also very down on, in that period on Tony Romo because of his tumultuous relationship with Jessica Simpson, which I thought was affecting his ability to focus and dedicate himself to playing quarterback. So soon after that tweet in 09, Tony Romo, just before actually, Tony had broken up with Jessica. And he started to play better. And I started to drive the bandwagon down the stretch because would you believe they actually won a playoff game at the end of that year? Skip, that's unfair. You I, put that on Jessica Simpson. Okay. I, no, I, I did. And, and he did too. And he talked about it later. It was just tumultuous. And it was, it was always one thing after another off the field. I talked about it on air constantly. And I can back it up. And I think he knew that it was wrong and it was just – He had to pay too much attention off the field, and he was not dedicating himself to the process of playing NFL quarterback. As you know, Mm -hmm. it's all or nothing at that position. Absolutely. So the point was that they did win a playoff game, then they went up to Minnesota and got annihilated by Brett Favre's Minnesota Vikings. But, But again, I will drive the bandwagon when it's time to drive it. I will criticize when it's time to criticize. In this case, with Des Bryant, it's time to criticize. I think you're pretty much with me on this. Des Bryant has been a little out of control in the middle of the Dallas Cowboys, and I hope he gets right mentally and physically and comes back. I would love to see him catch the winning touchdown pass back at the scene of the crime this Sunday at Green Bay when it was a catch. We all know it was a catch except for one person sitting across the table from me, but that's okay. This is about Des Bryant. It's not about me. It's now about you. Your thoughts. I just can't understand why whatever he you say about him bothers him so much because it appears to me in any rational sane person that can react the way he does whatever tweet that you say about him there has to be some truth of validity to it if he spent as much time worrying worrying about what you said uh, Well, if he spends much time getting to meetings on time, getting to treatment on time, not missing treatment or or, or meetings, he would be fine. You saying what you said should not concern Dez Bryant. I agree. What Dez needs to understand is that the fan that tweeted, retweeted that to him wanted to get the response that he got. Well said. But what does it help? What does it accomplish? Because it seems like he's petty. It seems like he's thin-skinned. And it annoys him that you're calling him out for the behavior 
that doesn't help his football team. You showing up late to meetings, you missing meetings or treatment sessions, that doesn't help. Now, I'm with Dez. Dez, if you can't play because of the knee is too painful, yep. I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But you responding to Skip, I don't see the point. I don't see the purpose. You know where you are. And, and, and it appears to me they rushed you back last year because Romo wasn't there. I say, well, that. if Tony is not here, at least if we have Dez, we have one of our playmakers, and we can be okay. That's true. Now, with no Romo, with no Dez, they're doing okay without both of you. And they're doing okay without you, especially. Because now, Cole Beasley is playing out of his mind. Uh, the, the, uh, um, Williams is playing really well. Mm-hmm. And the guy, Bryce Butler, is playing re- really well. Yeah. Sometimes it takes an absence for other guys to step up and elevate their play. But I, I, I'm listening, and I'm looking at, I'm like, why? Why does every time you say something or you tweet something, it strikes a nerve with dead? There, there has to be some truth. Maybe he does believe that the Cowboys used to revolve around him. Now, all of a sudden, they do not revolve around him. And it's, he's making it personal when it doesn't have to be. He has to understand you have a job to do. You're on a debate show, or, and your, your job is to voice your critical and honest opinion. Whether you agree with it, Daz, or not. But that's Skip's job. Your job is to get on the field and to be on time for meetings and treatment sessions. Mm-hmm. So what Skip is saying, why that bothers you so much, I still don't get it. And what he needs to understand is that when fans retweet you something that someone said about you, they're getting the and once you respond, they're getting the response that you want. It happened to me. Um last year, uh the uh, Brandon Browner playing with St. Louis, mm-hmm. and he was playing terrible. It was either pass interference or he was always getting penalties. With, and I, with, he was with New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I tweeted, I said, it appears to me that Brandon Browner couldn't cover a twin-size bed with a king sheet. Someone retweeted that to him. Mm-hmm. He responded to me. It's easier to, it's easy to talk with fake teeth. Now, see, if I were to go back and respond to him, Now, all of a sudden, it's me against him. But the point of the matter is, that didn't change that he was playing Mm -hmm. terrible. He didn't want to address that issue. He wanted to attack me. So now, the one thing you never do once you become part of the media, you never to make it about you. You never go back and forth with a player that's currently playing. I don't care how you attack me, but I'm not going to make it about, I said what I said, I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. Dez, I suggest you do the same thing. Skip said what he said. Skip's entitled to his opinion, whether you agree or disagree, but it's his opinion. But for you to respond, it's telling me that it's hitting a nerve, that you feel it necessary that you must defend yourself. Because I know you're like, well, Skip never played football. How does he know what's going on? Look, you can uh, uh, Skip saying you're going to rededicate yourself, and you should. No, you're not, because you're still showing up late for meetings, you're still missing meetings, and you're still being late for treatment. So you haven't rededicated yourself. And after seven years, this is who you are, Des. This is who and what you are. But can you block out the auxiliary noise? Can you block out the auxiliary tweets? Because that doesn't, it's not going to help you catch any more passes. It's not going to cause you to drop any passes. It's not going to cause you to be on time or to be late. So it really has no bearing on your life, but you're letting it affect you as if it does, mm-hmm. which is very disappointing. 
because you would think someone that came from the background in which he came from yep. to where he is now, you have to be tough mentally and physically. But it appears to me that you're getting to him mentally, and which is very disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. So I'll go one level deeper, and I appreciate everything you just said. What, what Des, to me, was saying in those tweets, to me, not that it's about me, but this is what he's saying, and this is about him. He's basically saying, hey, Skip, if you're really a Cowboys fan, you'd give me a pass. You'd right. look the other way. Right. You know what? Exactly. You're, you, well, how could you criticize me? Are you a fan or not a fan? Because the fans that he reads on Twitter, where, where I guess he needs reinforcement and validation, he needs to say, thank you, bro, for mm-hmm. saying that. Right. He needs to skim his responses and say, look, Joe Blow in Des Moines, Iowa, says, I'm okay. Right. I'm still great. I'm still Way to go. Thank you, Joe. I got to retweet that. Say, thank you, bro. Do you really need that guy? What did you tell me yesterday? If you care too much about what the people in the stands think, you're going to wind up up in the stands with them, right? Exactly. Okay. Well, I I hope Des doesn't wind up too soon in those stands, but I told you yesterday, I don't want him to wake up at age 40 out of football and look back at, what was I thinking? You know, how could I have gone AWOL for three days? What? I had this this great career in the palm of my hand, organization that loved me, catered to me. All I had to do was, was suck it up and do the right thing and be a pro and play at the highest level, which we know he's capable of playing. But, but he keeps undermining himself by missing meetings, missing treatment, and reading Twitter. Because it, it gets you nowhere. It does you no good. No. It infiltrates your psyche, good or bad. It gets you off balance mentally. It's not a clear picture of who you are. You're allowing yourself to be defined by Twitter, right? I tell guys all the time, I say there's three rules that you should live by, and if you do this, you'll be fine. And if you play for these things in this order, you'll never have to worry about anything. I say if you play for your teammates' respect, your coach's trust, and the fans' appreciation, Mm -hmm. but if you do it in that order, now I'm sure some of the guys respect Dez, but not all. I'm sure some of the coaches, if you tell, if you put them in front of a microphone, say, yeah, we trust Dez wholeheartedly. I'm with you. But you give them truth serum, they're going to say, nah, we can't uh, trust him. I would agree. The fans appreciate what you do on Sunday. Now, remember, those guys that tweeting you what uh, Skip said yesterday, those were the same guys that were killing you last year when you catching one pass a game. Probably so. When you were dropping passes. Mm-hmm. So, hey, remember, they're patting you on the back today. They were kicking you in the butt last year. Mm-hmm. So, don't get, don't get it clouded. That's what fans is short for, fanatic. But fanatic when you're good, when you're doing well, and mm-hmm. things are going our way. Don't lose sight of that, Dez. Don't lose sight of that. Do, what, do your job. Your job is to get as healthy as you can, get back on the field, and play football. All this reading the tweets, because look, you can't please everybody, nor should you attempt to. If you're playing only for adulation, you're going to be flat, sadly disappointed because even the great Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods at his pinnacle, no matter who, everybody didn't like them. Mm-mm. So you're not going to, you're, I don't care, Dad. Everybody's not going to like you, but that's okay. Do your job. Be on time and be the best pro you can be. What Skip is tweeting, what someone is saying about you, how does that affect you? It shouldn't. But clearly it does because he felt the need to take time out and to respond to the 140 characters that you had tweet, tweeted. Someone retweeted him 
and then he felt the need because here's the thing. Now, if he just tweeted that fan back, okay, I get it. But he felt a need to di- to respond to you directly, mm-hmm. not to the fan. Okay, boy, I appreciate you looking out for me. Yeah, that that's skip for you. You know, hey, he's not a true fan. But he went a step further. He had to go. Okay, at maybe he follows you. I don't know. But he had to look it up. Okay, what's Skip Bayless' Twitter handle? Maybe he had to Google it. Okay, at real Skip Bayless. I said it because you said it. So now you're going back and forth because you feel you need to let him know. You know what he said. You read what he said. Yep. I want to respond to you directly. Yep. Dez, let it go, bro. It's not that big of a deal. And I, I can assure you, there are going to be times during the course of the year, Skip is going to tweet something again about the Cowboys. I'm, I'm hoping. Come on, don't let me down. He will tweet something about the Cowboys, you, maybe Tony Romo, Ezekiel. It doesn't matter. Nope. If you just play. You know what, Skip? Maybe I'm looking at it through a different lens because there was no social media. But I, was, I had blinders on. And as long as my teammates respected me and my coaches trusted me, that's what I wanted. That was the validation that I needed because I realized fans applaud what you do. Not who you are. Dads, when, remember last year when you was dropping those passes. Remember, Dads, when you couldn't get open. And Josh Norman and everybody said, Dad sucks. Mm-hmm. You, you do remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, remember what they said in 2014. You're the greatest receiver in Cowboys history. Dez is the best receiver in the NFL. Now, just think about it. 2014, you were doing really well. 2015, you weren't doing so well. So in actuality, they're applauding what you do not who you are. So don't lose sight of that, Dez. Yeah. I know they're Cowboys fans, and you love them, and they love their Cowboys. They love their Cowboys when they do well. Mm-hmm. So don't lose sight of that, Dez. So my bottom line is I still have the highest hopes for Des Bryant. He was the best receiver in football, in my opinion, in 2014, and he can be again. Are you glad you didn't have social media when you were playing? <laughs> I, I am. I am because I'd have gotten in trouble because I'd have been tweeting other players on other teams. That's what would have got me in trouble. <laughs> Not the fans. But you know, but you I, think you would have tweeted other players? Oh, absolutely. But I knew what to say because I knew the reporters. I knew a Skip Bayless. If I said something about the Cowboys, I know Skip was going to take it back to him. That's what I was hoping for. Well, at least you'd have a strategy. <laughs> All right, this one's all to make charismatic. Um, right now, I'm going to go ahead and play Travel uh, Quest, check them around. Then I'm going to play uh, ESPN, uh, his, hers. Then I'm going to close it out on the uh, blog talk. And then I'm going to have some extra words with, um, with my picks. And that's my picks are going to be. I'm going to talk about sports and and do some. Uh, so I'm going to talk about sports later and put up your own talk sheet. Of 
colors fit in it with I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer, I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine? That way you still make spiffy like Mr. Clean. Um, um, a tidbit, um, a spidget. I don't get the message, so you got to okay. run the pitch. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, tip. Now then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer because you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, it's where you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to revive the fight is not the man. Cause you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk and peace. Cause I love it when you whack and see despise me. They get vexed, I will next to not contest me. I'm just a fight and see who's five for three and very brave. I'm top remaining, no home training cause I misbehave. I come correct and full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the time. And the presence was fitting, it was I, the Viper. And me, the abstract. The rhymes were so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey, yo, Tim, do you recall when we used to rock? Uh, those fly routines on your cousin's block? Oh, um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I'll receive the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your eye. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own, or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4,080. Wicked company people are shady. So kids watch your back because I think they smoke crack. I don't doubt it. Look at how they act. Look at better things like a hip hop forum. Pass me the rock and I'll score them with the corn and flopper. What you say, hammer? Flopper. Rap is not pop if you call it that and stop. As in Andrew Miller, continuing to dominate, just filthy. Got the final four outs for Cleveland to put him up 3-0 in the series, go for the sweep today. No other pitcher in Major League history, Maria Taylor, produced at least 20 strikeouts within the first 27 outs that he recorded in a single postseason. You get all that? Definitely. It's a long-winded way of saying he's nasty. You know what else is dirty? What? Well, actually, funny. <laughs> India's Hilarious. Twitter, trolling Jose Batista with the Blue Jays with a pole. 
Ken Bone, in case you were curious, received the most votes for what the next Blue Jays excuse will be, circumstances. Shout out to Ken Bone. He should be the next co-host, actually, on his and hers. Why I can't he? make it next time. I'm just saying. Change for change's sake. <laughs> I'm sure y'all would go for that. Change for change's sake. Uh, does blood freak you out? No, not at all. All right, because all of the pitchers mm -hmm. had to step up after Trevor Bauer. So that drone sliced his pinky finger, and it got real gross. It just wouldn't stop bleeding. It was all hands on deck after that. What's the grossest injury you ever got? I don't get injured. You, you are a world-class athlete. So you never, never got hurt? Never nothing? got hurt. All right. With All right. Life. Why are you front? Is that an injury? Why are you front? Why are you front? <laughs> Something that happened. No, you ever you cut yourself? Nothing? Maybe a shin splint. Okay. I never cut myself. I love how he tried to hide it, though. You see, just like rubbing it on his jersey. Well, that's like, kind of, I mean, you can't put anything on your hand. It's right. a silly rule, but all it did was expose the strength or reveal another strength, which is the entire Indians pitching staff. Right. Like, <laughs> man, Andrew Miller. Uh, Arizona's offense runs through David Johnson. Why did I pick him fourth overall in fantasy? He became the first Cardinals player with multiple career games of 100 yards and three touchdowns. The last cat with this many scrimmage yards, 833, and touchdowns, eight. Over the first six games of a season, mm -hmm. I'm on green in 2003. Doing the work. A couple times he just looked like a ballerina. Northern He's so Iowa. Big and so fast. Steve Kahn, the GM, said he reminded him of Marshall Falk, and people were like, slow down. I'm not saying he's Marshall Falk, right, but he's right. doing it, rushing and receiving in ways, like I said, that few people have. Shout out to Bobby Flay. I apologize on behalf of Jamel. I supported your celebrity fantasy football number one picker, David Johnson. She killed it because she don't know what you're talking about. How are you doing in fantasy? Oh, I ain't talking about that right now. Okay, we'll come uh, Staying with that game, Brandon Marshall, three catches for 70 yards last night, including that one. Ooh. Over the T-Rex, I mean, Patrick Peterson. Ooh. Brandon Marshall, man, he deserves better. The reason why you picked the Jets, right? To play in large part. In yeah. large part. He is like Sunshine Bear right now for the Jets. I don't know what that means. You don't like the Care Bears? Oh, like it's the, all the long, long bright side. Come you, on. You was 25, like man. You, you were watching the Care Bears yesterday. I so was, I, don't know, I don't remember that. That was a <laughs> long time ago. Me yeah. and Brandon Marshall old. He's, okay. But he's, okay. 30, he's 32, which is five years younger than me. But he's still doing his thing. 433 yards in a year. Dang. Get him so the ball. Get him the ball. Decker's out. There's a lot of reasons why I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But not Brandon Marshall. He's not the reason why I'm wrong. Uh, I was not wrong among many people complaining about that DPI that went uncalled. Dan Quinn the Falcons. Agreed, obviously. Right. Also upset, as were some of their fans. One in particular in her feelings, although she might have been put up to it by her dad who's in television. Tell me if this is fake or for real. Okay. Hey, Richard Sherman, so much! The Falcons should have won! <laughs> they could have gone that touchdown. That was a pass interference! Why didn't the rest call that? They called everything towards the Falcons, and they couldn't call that! We could have been the five and one! I hate Richard Sherman! <laughs> ah! So, yep. as, a, as a parent of three, I know a fake cry when I see one. Uh -huh. That's that I'm forcing myself to cry because my dad gonna give me a lollipop when I'm done putting this on the internet so that they put it on his and hers cry. That's what that was. Now, a lot of Seahawks fans were saying, hey, did you see Julio get away with illegal hands to the face off the line of scrimmage? So it kind of sort of all evens out, but still, DPI is such a dramatic game-altering penalty Absolutely. until it's hard to see that go uncalled, knowing how it could have changed the outcome of the game potentially. I was say, you have to review it. You, review it. You have Got to make it. And you if you're scared to. to make it, even more it's reason okay. to review exactly. it. Exactly. Because you're afraid it is going to the game. Or maybe they're just blind and they miss it. Don't make little girls cry. Uh, I try not to. Hey, here's another thing. Giants rookie wideout Roger Lewis. He was on the receiving end, not Odell, of Eli Manning's 300 career touchdown pass. I remember when I was beating him, Eli in high school throwing a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But I digress. 
Uh, Lewis tweeted after the game, went from wearing an Eli Manning jersey in middle school to catching his 300 touchdown pass, his first career touchdown catch. That's fan. That's a great story. That's like full circle right there. You never imagine yourself being in that situation. I mean, whose jersey did you have growing up? Uh, I thought I fancied myself a quarterback. I had Dan Marino, who right. was my favorite quarterback. I had Warren Moon, who threw the prettiest ball in NFL history. I had Troy Aikman. And what was weird was meeting Troy Aikman and when I got older. Or I even had a Drew Bledsoe jersey covering Drew Bledsoe when I got, to, got out of college. I was going to say, imagine catching one of their passes. Who would you, who'd you have a jersey? I had MJ in the 4-5. Nice. <laughs> it ain't to play games with you. Like the Chinese Arena Football League does. Those touchdowns would not fly in no fun league, which means we got to start watching Chinese arena football. I, I, I didn't know they had Chinese arena football, I didn't know but either, I'm here for it. But I love the celebration. Look at this. Shoot them up, shoot them up. Drop them. <laughs> they would throw, I mean, it's like, see, it's fun. Nobody, is anybody hurt? Is anybody no. offended by this? No one's getting hurt. We can run it back. We can talk about it afterwards. And we you don't know, even care who won. It's okay. The kids aren't, their, their upbringing isn't ruined from watching this. The kids are going to be all right. Now teams should just tweet these celebrations after they score touchdowns. Since they can't tweet exactly. highlights because the league don't, mm, exactly. see, that's how you did it. Browns, score. Eagles, right? Yep, just exactly. tweet a picture of this. This is this much is better. celebration. Last but not least, and I mean not least, shout out to Ray Williams. And five pounds. I'm sorry, I don't want to show it to you. 1,005 pounds. That's when you never miss leg day. And did he it came out easy. the womb squatting. Look at that. Went all the way down, sat down in the chair, came right back up. Unbelievable. And the background music was thank you leg. Did you hear it? I did not hear it. That was what I heard in the background. I did not hear it. That's, 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 that's appropriate. Uh, back in my day, back in my day, I squat a good 600. Okay. I, I get I a good 600. Up. I don't 600 believe it. Are you I need more people. Are you lying? You can't disprove it, can you? No, I can't. You have no proof <laughs> to the contrary. You have no proof that Back in my day, see, back in my day, we ain't have video. Okay. We didn't show the world. We, we couldn't go viral. Did. We just talked about it. It just was urban legend. He just in the weight room at McDonald 35 when I was throwing up them weights. All I could do was lift weights because I couldn't play. Your last leg day was what? Right. God, I don't know. Mm. In other news. Speaking of legs, Vontaze Burfick out here taking him out, stepping on him. Got no chill. Hermet was going to check him when we come back. Speaking of doing too much, the countdown's later. Honorable mention for now. Cam gave us 90 seconds at the podium. Still ain't learned from the Super Bowl. And he still has not learned to not write this ridiculous hieroglyphic <laughs> font, whatever this is, in Instagram. Golly, man. I mean, keep positive and everything, but just write normally. It doesn't make sense. Just I can't read it. You got to translate it. If you got to translate it, it's it ain't a little it. scary. You know? Yeah. Thumbs up. Plus, electricity costs are more than 99% less than traditional lights. Now your holidays will come to life. Make Halloween spookier. July 4th, more festive. And Christmas sparkle like never before. Or bring them indoors for the holidays. Even create a galaxy at bedtime. The stars looked amazing on my home, and I didn't think it could get any better until I turned on the motion and was blown away. It was so beautiful. Don't pay hundreds for ugly, spotty lighting. Get the vibrant green star shower motion for just $49.99. But wait, we'll give you a free instant upgrade to the deluxe red-green dual laser. But we're not done yet. Also get the deluxe indoor base free. Now you can easily have stars indoors, too. You'll get star shower motion plus the free bonuses. So call now. 
Call 1-800-891-1963 to get your Star Shower Motion. Call now or go to StarShowerMotion.com. Call 1-800-891-1963. 1-800-891-1963. This special offer is not available in any store. Order now. Have you been denied credit? Or are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who have relied on CreditRepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I had gone through a short sale a few years ago with my home, and I knew my credit took a tank. I went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were, things were done from there. For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We work with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or inaccurate. Call today to learn how CreditRepair.com can help you rebuild your financial future. I would consider CreditRepair.com to be incredible value. I've gone up 40 Already. Call now for your free credit consultation and see how CreditRepair.com can develop a personalized plan designed to raise your credit score. Call 1-800-214-2870. That's Clippers Kings, tonight, 10 o'clock on the East Coast. So stay up late for some quality preseason NBA basketball on ESPN. Uh, decision on potential discipline for Bengals linebacker Vontez Burfick is expected no later than Wednesday afternoon. NFL VP of Football Ops John Runyon and his staff reviewing the tape of two on-field incidents. That alleged stop of LeGarrette Blunt and a low blow on Martellus Bennett, who said that Burfick apologized after the game, and he stated it wasn't intentional. Um, Vontaze Burfick has a rap sheet a mile long, yeah. as we all know. Missed the first three games on suspension. Coach, is there any place in this game for this guy? Well, I mean, what are you calling this guy? Are you saying that he is uh, dirty? a yes. dirty player? Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very careful okay. uh, when I label a guy a dirty player, uh, an emotional player. Uh, we, we love emotion now. This game is about emotion, and uh, this is why fans love football. It's uh, emotion within the framework of the rules. And some guys, sometimes guys cannot handle that. He's been a repeat offender. Uh, we know that. Um, he's the guy that uh, eventually when you're the head coach, there's a conversation you have to have with this young man, and you have, to, you have to remind him of this, is that if you continue down this road, they'll find you, and you'll miss games. Three of them to start of this year. But there's a bigger problem for me. All of a sudden, other coaches and people think, I'm coaching this. Oh, so Marvin's yeah. reputation is. And if you're not coaching it, the next thing that you got to remind this player is, then people are saying that I'm allowing it to happen. Yes. Like yeah. And so there lies the problem. Yeah. So, so that, that's the conversation. That don't you think that conversation? That, well, yeah. well I, I, I would hope. And I know yeah. Marvin. Yeah. Mar Marvin's about the integrity of the game and making sure it's done right. And there's always been a code of conduct in the National Football League amongst players. Right. Now, now I'm taking my coach that off. Now, I'm going to play for, play for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And there's this thing in the league that it was just, it, it was this code of conduct that says we never infringe on a player's safety right. amongst each other. Yeah, you compromise in their ability to We don't do that. But sometimes emotions, we, we, now we had this conversation that probably about two years ago about this other guy that's in Miami right now. He was in Detroit. 
Dominic Sue. Oh, Dominic Sue. Football player. Yeah. Okay, well, he said, yeah. yeah. No, no, I remember what you were talking about. I said right here. But it wasn't this long coach. He well, did not have the track record. I understand. Well, oh, well, this just, guy makes the Dominic Sue look like an angel. Well, we say that, but I'm just saying. We, we, he was involved in some of this, like, after the play, where, where is he yeah, at? I called him in Dominican Sioux, yeah, what okay. happened was. So I'm yeah, just okay. saying, yeah. you know, we, we look at this and we go, hey. Like, you can say the hit on, uh, obviously, uh, Bennett. Bennett. I, no, I look at it. He got, it was a pump fake. He put his head down. And as he was going, he never saw that Brady was throwing it to the other guy. Okay, I, so, so I can't get his. I, I've seen him. I've seen him twist Cam and Olsen. Here's, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I can't. You've seen that, okay? You've seen that. Yeah. There's a lot that you don't see. Oh no doubt, no doubt. That happens to other players. Right. Okay. In the power. So, Michael Bennett just got a little blocked. This is part of the business. Yeah. The problem is, he's a repeat offender, and you don't give him the benefit of the doubt. He's never going to get the better. The league doesn't. That's they have to suspend him. He ain't getting the better. It's three games. What I, I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with you. I'm just you. saying yeah. this is where it's at. You cannot preach player safety. We're trying to protect the players. This. And you got this one rogue dude you out just, here trying to kill people. You just a basketball guru. You know all about this basketball. I like to think I know okay. all sports. Okay. Well, you used to be this guy that, you know, that mess around the NBA, you know, he painted himself all up and had all these tattoos. Robin? Dennis Robin? Yeah, 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 okay. And he had a lack of reputation. And you know what? Everybody didn't want to like him until he came to your team. He said, ooh, I like this guy. He's okay. So let's, you know, I mean, hey, look, I'm rare, I'm, I'm, I'm very skeptical about saying the players this or that. I like it when he does that. You know, no, 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 right? Changed my mind. Is, is is it, no, is that the truth? You're right. But you play if basketball. On, if he's on your team, you're like, no, what are you saying? It's okay. What are you supposed to do? He's good. Come on. Aggression. Look, you make up all the words. What's up, there, boy? Come on, come on, there, boy. Come on. Dennis, you're on my team. Dennis Robin walk on the court. You say, oh, he's on our team. He's good. We got we good. Oh, you got to take a break with Uncle Herm, man. Uncle oh, Herm came out at the end of that. Doing too much is coming up next. Hornets forward Frank Kaminsky. You ain't got the troll Cubs fans like that. They're already sensitive as it is. This is 1-1. Clayton Kershaw doing work. Why you going to go to the United Center with a Bartman jersey on? Come on, man. That was funny, Coach. His and hers is...
I'm going to go ahead looking for it somewhere. Man. I thought that I had the uh, song that I wanted. But I will bring that on next time. All right. So I'm going to take you out with DMX. X going to give it to you. Until next time, y'all. Yeah, check out Bring the Madness. All right. Go 
using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. I just saw the many charismatic. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do my pick. He's going to be on um, Talk Shoes. On Talk Shoes. Let me go ahead and listen to my picks. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, week seven. He's playing on week seven. Uh, I know my Cowboys are going to be playing on week seven. Yeah, let me see. I, I, I'm going to take the uh, Packers uh, over the Bears. It's a Thursday game. I'm going to take... Uh, the Giants and Lance is a dicey game. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams over the Giants. Um, I'll take the... Uh, yeah. I, I, I like the Vikings over the Eagles. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins over the Bills. I don't think the Browns will win their game. I'm going to take the Bengals over the Browns. I'm going to take the uh, Ravens over the Jets. I'm going to take the... Uh, I think the 49ers will upset the Buccaneers. I'm going to take, the, um, I'm gonna take uh, Cardinals over Seattle. I'm going to take the, uh, I think, I think the Saints are hot right now. I think they're going to win in the high scoring game against the Chiefs. I'm going to take the uh, Colts over the Titans. I'm going to take the Lions over the Redskins. I'm going to take the uh, Raiders over the Jaguars. I'm going to take the um, uh, okay, and uh, plus of the games, I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh, the the Falcons is going to be too hard for the Chargers. And then the Patriots and the Steelers. I think the Steelers will beat the Patriots. Those are my picks right there. All right, then. Uh, here's a legitimate uh, controversy in Dallas. He's going to be the quarterback. Um, I believe that Dak uh, Prescott should be the quarterback. 
there's been talk about Eric Rogers not being himself. Um, let's go to uh, baseball schools. Baseball. Baseball schools. Baseball schools. Okay. We have uh, the uh, Blue Jays uh, beat the uh, Rhino Blue Jays beat the Cleveland uh, Indians by the one. We have the uh, Dodgers beat the uh, Cubs uh, 6 0. All right, so, uh, you know. Um, I'll agree that you said the Golden State Warriors might be the best team in the NBA. Uh, with the addition of the and I think that Golden State might win the NBA because I won't be surprised if they do. So uh, you will uh, hear extra uh, entertainment uh, on this show. Um, I will add right now it's just my voice, and I will add more. All right? So, yeah. It's going to be the after party um, from the speaker, and I will add to this show. All right, then. Peace out.